We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. For years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from a conservative perspective. I am your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, proud, deplorable, and columnist on AmericaOutloud.com, which you can also see on my website, which is BrooktalksAmerica.com. Also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, email, info at BrooktalksAmerica.com. And if you'd like to partner with the show, email me. You can DM me on Twitter, Facebook, however you want to do it. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim Warshuk, who is the former Deputy Director for Intelligence at U.S. Central Command. Also, he served on the White House National Security Council and is currently the Hillsborough County, Florida GOP Chairman. His articles are also on AmericaOutloud.com, so check them out. Great stuff on national security. He's also friends with Flynn, so he gives a background on that. You can also listen to podcasts of my show on AM860, The Answer, and on my website. Also, I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every week on Tuesday morning at 5.30 in the morning. On this station as well, also Colonel Jim is also on Captain's America Third Watch every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m. Yes, it's very early, but Matt does his thing. We're ambushing the airways with conservative thought. Uh, My article this week, and this is really what all of this is about, is Black Votes, What Really Matters to Democrats. What happened with Democrats this week was pure theater. Did you see it? Uh, After the foot-stomping children pause from their violent, Soros-funded blitzkrieg on America, came the full-fledged martyring of George Floyd. He had so many elaborate funerals, you'd think he was a head of state. I mean, he was a virtual Mandela or MLK. And why? Because it's election time, of course, and Democrats need 85 to 95% of the black vote to win. Keep in mind that all of this started only a few days after Joe Cornpop Biden's disastrous You Ain't Black comments. Coinkydink? I don't know. I just find it really interesting. So, to show their solidarity with the protesters and Black Lives Matters, Black Lives Matter, you know, black lives which only matter to Democrats when they're taken by someone who's not black. Uh, the Democrat members, some of the Democrat members of the House, mostly old and white, thought for some reason that it would be a good idea to kneel for the eight minutes and 40 seconds, 46 seconds that that cop Chauvin had his knee on George Floyd's neck. Well, Humpty Dumpty Nadler couldn't get down and Ice Cream Nancy couldn't get back up. But if that little stunt wasn't ridiculous enough, the same white Democrats wore kente cloths around their necks. What's next? Dashikis and cornrows? Maybe. The irony here is that the kente cloth that they wore uh, was the traditional is the traditional African garb of Ghana, which who were actually the ones that sold them into slavery, their own people into slavery. So in their effort to pander and show their wokeness, Democrats actually wore the cloth of the slave traders, which actually makes sense when you think about it, because Democrats actually started a civil war to keep slavery. They were mad when it ended and did 
and uh, started the Ku Klux Klan as the paramilitary wing of the Democrat Party to terrorize the freed slaves. So it actually kind of does make sense, right? They were the ones that segregated the freed slaves and fought as hard as they could to keep them from gaining them and their descendants from gaining freedom and equality. So to wear the Kente cloth is very is very interesting. And a little history lesson as we approach Juneteenth, which is June 19th this week, it was the Republican Party which freed the slaves and was actually formed in part for that purpose. That will not be in Howard Zinn's book that unfortunately probably every college student is reading in America. He's a communist. But those are the facts. Democrats fought every step of the way, only relenting when somehow they figured out that it would be electorally profitable for them. And if you don't know what LBJ said about voting for 200 years, look it up. I'm just saying that's the Democrats. And no, the parties didn't switch. That's a lie. Only one did, and that was Strom Thurmond. So if you question what I say about Democrats not actually caring about black people or, in this case, about Jack, uh, George Floyd, here's one of them who actually said it. Then I got to go down the list. And it's just too many folks here. If I didn't have a primary, I wouldn't care. Those were the words of Elliot Engel. He's the Democratic congressman for the 16th district in New York. And basically what he's saying is I wouldn't want to be at these George Floyd rallies, protests, speeches, events, unless my political career depended on it. That I wouldn't be here if I didn't have to be. I wouldn't be representing my constituents and their issues if it didn't matter to my personal political career. And a reference, this is from a guy named Christo Avalos' YouTube page, and that was him commenting. So this is Democrat Representative Elliot Engel from New York. Of course, after being caught on a hot mic saying he wouldn't care about not going, uh, you know, not being able to speak at a news conference about the unrest in his Bronx neighborhood following the death of George Floyd, if he wasn't in a competitive Democrat primary, he came out later and said he didn't say what he just said and what he was caught on a hot mic saying, so there you go. But he will probably uh, you know, get a pass like all the others, including you ain't black Biden. Because why? Democrats care, don't you know? All they have to do is care. And yes, I know, I know, the hypocrisy is exhausting. I'm tired too, trust me. Uh, <laughs> you you know you 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 wouldn't believe it if you didn't hear it with your own eyes, but it's actually true. So now the most uh, now after most American cities have been have had some form of devastating riots, violence, and looting, most of them in deep blue Democrat states and cities. Of course, the people the same people who caused a lot of the problems that the legitimate protesters and I mentioned I believe there are really legitimate post protesters in this mix of madness, uh, that they're angry about, have now come up with the genius idea of defunding the police. Here's one of them. And I will never stop saying, not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. The Minneapolis Police Department is rotten to the root. And so when we dismantle it, we get rid of that cancer and we allow for something beautiful to rise. And that reimagining allows us to figure out what public safety looks like for us. 
Of course, when I hear that, all I hear is this. <laughs> Come on, you know it's funny. Uh, so first of all, she's a charmer, huh? Yes, I imagine what life is like with her at home. Seriously, Minnesota, please vote her out. I cannot stand that cackle anymore. And you see how angry she sounds? So vicious. Seriously. I mean, she wouldn't be live she would be living in that s-hole known as Somalia. Yeah, I said it right now, but America was generous enough to accept and give her a better life. And look how much she hates the country. You can't think that it's anything other than that by listening to her. Uh so, you know, and by the way, check out my article on the Furious Four Destroy the Democrat Party on my website, brooktalksamerica.com, and understand that the same people that brought you those four communists of her, Comrade Cortez, Tlaib, and Presley in 18, are the Justice Democrats are working hard to bring you a bunch more in 2020, and they're very well-funded. But anyway, before we get back to Omar, listen to this clip from the Seattle police chief. Our 911 uh, response times have tripled in the area. They've gone from just over five minutes to about 18 minutes. Rapes, robberies, and all sorts of violent accidents have been occurring in the area that we're not able to get to. So it is not a right for us not to be able to deploy our officers here. Uh, there is some damage, and it clearly is a mess around here, so we need to do a lot of cleaning. Remember Omar says we need to reimagine public safety? So after the complete takeover of six square blocks and a police station by leftists in the city formerly known as Seattle and currently as the new country called Chaz, according to the police chief, which you heard, rapes, robberies, and all sorts of violent acts have been occurring in the area and they're not able to get to them. Imagine that indeed. If that's public safety, what is public danger? <laughs> really? Well, it appears that everyone is not quite on board with the whole get rid of the, let's get rid of the police thing. Trayvon Martin, interestingly, Trayvon Martin's mother rejects the push to defund police and calls for more officers. According to the Daily Caller, she said, I think we need more police. We need police with better standards and police with better ethics and better work habits. I want residents to feel safe. I want the, to bridge the gap between the law enforcement and the community. She's actually running for office. Um, so will she be canceled now, too? And by the way, I despise George Zimmerman, and I wish he would basically crawl under a rock. Just saying. But Tupac, right, who's I really actually love Tupac, despite his contentious relationship with police, would probably agree with Trayvon's mother. Listen to this clip. And the main thing for us to remember is that the same crime element that white people are scared of, black people are scared of. The same crime element that white people fear, we fear. So we defend ourselves from the same crime element that they scared of. You know what I'm saying? Why they waiting for, to, for legislation to pass and everything? We next door to the killer. We next door to them, you know, because we up in the projects where there's 80 in the building. All them killers that they letting out, they right there in that building. But it's better just because we black, we get along with the killers or something. We get along with the rapists because we black and we from the same hood. What is that? We need protection, too. Well, will Tupac be canceled, too? I mean, the way this is going, pretty much everyone will be canceled and they'll look for something else to be angry about. So I, I really I wouldn't be surprised, actually. Uh, as I've said multiple times, this is all about the election and pandering for the black vote, which I wrote about in my article this week. I mentioned, and which Democrats need.
But for some reason, they seem to think that black people are just A-OK with crime and dangerous neighborhoods, which you just heard Tupac say is not the case. And any logical American knows that that's the situation. And in fact, a recent YouGov Huffington Post poll this week found that most Americans, uh, while they want police reform, they were asked about it. According to the poll, self-described liberals support defunding the police by a 13-point margin, but nearly every other ideological and demographic group opposes it. So it's not popular. Democrats and Democrat leaners oppose it by a 4% point margin, and black Americans oppose it by a 20% margin. They found that while about a quarter of black Americans support defunding the police, 49% oppose the idea. And by the way, you know what else black people support? Voter ID, border controls, and um, and opposition to illegal aliens. And a reminder that the poll that I just referenced was Huffington Post. It's not like it's Washington Examiner. So that's not a conservative poll. So whoever is advising Democrats on this is missing something. But I have to say, please keep it up. You're scaring the country half to death by showing what Democrats' uh, rule would bring. This is not, no longer the party of JFK. Uh, And by the way, since we're talking about law and order, or if Democrats get their way, chaos and disorder... I haven't heard a single person mention this, but think about this. When the police abandoned the third precinct in Minneapolis, leaving it to go up in flames, no doubt because their pandering soy boy mayor, Fry, wouldn't back them up, what did they leave behind in there? Well, beyond what could possibly be some evidence proving that uh, Ilhan Omar did, in fact, marry her brother, just saying, in the precinct, some evidence um, would would be an evidence room. And what's potentially in the evidence room? Rape kits. Yes, whatever rape kits yet to be tested and evidence associated with sexual assault are in there for crime, you know, for crimes against women and children. So now that's gone, which means those women and children will not be able to get their justice. But Omar said, imagine. And the evidence of crime against a mother or father or son or daughter, your family members or anyone else is now gone and will not be available for trial. For trial. But Omar and Comrade Cortez said to reimagine. Yeah, I, re- I imagine all of this, and it's horrifying. And you know, look, I'm a conservative, so obviously I have a political bias, but you don't need to take my word for it. You can see with your own eyes and hear your, with your own ears what life under Democrat rule will bring, especially when they decide to punish you for thwarting their plans and voting for Donald Trump. And believe me, you will be punished if Biden wins. Valerie Jarrett had actually already said that they will punish their enemies. So I know anyone who says things about the left being violent and attacking you or pulling you out of the house and beating you up, maybe to death, is denounced as hyperbolic or hysterical. But you literally just saw people beat a man in Dallas to death. He, he didn't die on the, can, you know, on the video, but he died the next day. They beat him to death to that state on camera for trying to protect a business from looters. And David Dorn was shot to death on Facebook Live for trying to do the same thing. And there are many other examples of that. Uh, I mentioned on the last show the Project Veritas videos of the Bernie supporters talking about violence. And there are new ones where they're talking about gouging people's eyes out. And if you get a good liver or kidney shot, it's pretty much crippling them and break one of their floating ribs, so on and so on. So they're admitting, and on that video, uh, they're admitting that they were funded by Soros, and actually Democrat presidential candidate Tom Steyer was funding them. 
he didn't want to be known as that, but he was funding them. So, you know, they're, they consider it justified violence against conservatives and especially Trump supporters. And you've seen videos of Trump supporters getting beat up uh, all over the place, right? They, they said that it was Trump supporter, supporters doing the violence. It wasn't. They were just reacting to having violence perpetrated amongst them. You've seen the videos of the guys getting their MAGA hats ripped off their heads, the woman who got attacked with eggs and all of that. But it won't just stop with us, okay? You think that you're safe because you're on their side? They've already started with the desecration of statues, and they're so stupid they even desecrated a monument to black soldiers who fought in the Civil War. And now you know that Gone with the Wind is being taken down. Well, Hattie McDaniel was the first black uh, actor to win an award, Academy Award. She won it for for uh, for supporting actress. So that's an, uh, and the corporate bullying, like what they're doing with Tucker, but. If you're listening to this show, especially if you're a Democrat, don't think they won't come for you. They will come for anybody who disagree, especially if you disagree with them on anything. And if there's a person who would be considered safe on the left, it would be Martina Navratilova. She's gay. She was one of the first people to come out in sports. She hates Trump, which is obviously a bonus for them. Well, they did go after her and forced her off of some boards simply because she said that biological men should not compete in women's sports. Who thinks that that's crazy? They did. These are the same sports that the feminists, the feminazis, as Rush calls them, have been working to get mandatory inclusion for women in Title IX. See, the new, this is a religion. The new religion of wokeness is not logical or just. It has nothing to do with that. It's only about power and control. The left the globalists, the rhinos, and the never-Trumpers have lost power because of you. And they want it back, and they will do anything they have to get it. So in the midst of all this chaos, though, after they had 24 candidates to choose from, the Democrat solution is this guy. The act of protesting should never be allowed to overshadow the reason for the protest. The act of protesting should you know, should never be allowed to overshadow the reason for the protest in the first place. And what I worry about tomorrow night in Wilmington, for example, there's a lot of really good people. I'm going to be out. Of, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be up in uh, up in Pennsylvania. But tomorrow night, <clears throat> what I worry a little bit about is you and many others are going to be out there protesting legitimately for change. But we can't allow the protesting to overshadow the purpose of the protest. Do you hear that? Is that crazy? Seriously, does Biden think that if you just repeat it three times but emphasize different words, that the people that, won't, that are watching you won't see you just repeating the same thing three times and that you've actually said something and you needed your notes to remember it? Come on, what do you think, Joe? You know, the rapidly rising... Uh, um uh, in with, uh, with, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Come on. It's just, it's crazy. I get it. It's nap time in the basement. Okay. I thought you were actually running to be leader of the free world. My bad. I know there's a shuffle game later. So go get your rest. Seriously, Democrats, this is your candidate. And listen to this clip by Terry McAuliffe. People say all the time, oh, we got to get the vice president out of the basement. He's fine in the basement. <laughs> two people see him a day, his two body people. That's it. 
and let Trump keep doing what Trump's doing. It's hard for the vice president to break through. They're openly admitting that they want to keep their candidate for president of the United States, leader of the free world in the basement. How cynical is that? They don't even want the... They, they don't even want the can, their own candidate to be presented before the voting public because they must think their voters are so stupid that they can't actually see what the strategy is or how totally lost and gone Biden is. I have to say they're so lucky there is a planned demic, yes, so no one can actually see this guy. Wait, they planned it. Never mind. <laughs> so basically where we are in this is in a sort of purgatory into the election. That's where we are. The left, along with their willing uh, Republican accomplices, I won't name names, I want to respect Jim, Hillsborough, the leader of the GOP, don't want to get him in trouble, they will try everything they can and will create more untold chaos between now and the election in an effort to hurt, to hurt Trump's re-election. Isn't it sad how we are, where we are in this country? But here's a question I have for you, okay? Who's fighting for you? Is it Democrat Jay Inslee, who's the governor of Washington, when he was who, who, he ran for president? He was one of the 25, you know, 24 candidates for the Democrat Party that ran for president. He wants to be president of the entire country, but he didn't know that Washington that activists had taken over a six square block area in Seattle it was a police station. And he laughed about it when he was asked, is he fighting for you? Or is Mayor, is Minneapolis Mayor Fry, who's so weak he allowed the looters not only to burn down the city, but burn down the police precinct, as I mentioned, and he was shamed off skulking like a, a little child when they shamed him out of the plaza that he was speaking out? Is he fighting for you? What about de Blasio and Cuomo? These are the guys who, along with New Jersey's uh, Governor Phil Murphy and Gavin Newsom of California, and others, including, I believe, Whitmau, they forced, and the governor of Connecticut, all of that is up in that corridor up there. They forced elderly corona patients back into nursing homes to infect others. That ultimately led to about 50,000 deaths, which might have been prevented. And there was a video, there was a woman that was on Tucker's show that was talking about that. She has undercover videos. That's going to be explosive when that comes out. When they show that they purposely put them in there, and by the way, as you know, they got extra money I think it was like 30000 or something like that. I may be off on the number. Whenever you had a ventilator, the hospitals got extra money. So there's something really sick there. And Pelosi's mini-me, Whitmer, who has prevented her citizens from buying paint and American flags or opening their businesses and calling them racist for not wanting to starve to death. But she knelt with the radicals two inches apart. So she's arm in arm with the protesters, you know, with no social distancing, by the way. What happened with that? Isn't it interesting how the social distancing just all of a sudden disappeared when the Democrats had an agenda? If you see this, and even if you are the, the, a very liberal leftist, do you, you have to see how ridiculous this is, okay? You have to see that this is all part of a very clear agenda. And you will not be any safer than we will be as Trump supporters or conservatives. They come for everybody. Remember in the in the Russian, um, they always go for the academics. So the academics are the useful idiots to propagate the agenda, and then they kill them. That's a fact. Read it. Uh, read it in a book. It's history. Okay. So the evidence is clear. What life under the modern Democrat Party rule would be? Tyranny. It's not Republican allies in the streets destroying these communities. It's Democrat allies. 
And you know, I criticize, if you listen to this show before, you know I criticize Republicans, okay? And we need to start running candidates who will fight like Trump and who don't seem as sleepy as Biden. I'm not going to name names, but you know who they are. I mean, the elevated pitch is like one for some of these people. I like Cotton, Jordan, Gates is good, but we need more like them. Uh, Whatever people think of Trump, he's not some wimpy snowflake. He takes it on the chin for the American people, and he gives back to his opponents and America's enemies as good as he gets. So the choice is clear in November and beyond what we're facing in America. It's liberty or tyranny. It's freedom or control. So will you choose submission to the mob, or will you fight to keep America great and make it greater? That's what's on the table in November, America. And, you know, we need to play the long game. I mean, Trump plays the long game. So we need to really think about that. I bet he has someone planned. And I have to say right now, I really think that the first female president is going to be Christy Nome from South Dakota. Anyways, that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. So because there is actually other stuff going on besides the countrywide house arrest and rioting, for now anyways, Jim, what's the latest on Flynn and that situation? Um, I know that they had oral arguments yesterday and what's also what's going on politically behind the scenes? I know there are some. I know there are some disruptors causing havoc around the state. So, we're going to be right back. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I am your host, Brooke Says. We have to take a little break. More Brook Talks America coming up. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. Visit on Facebook. Search Brooke Talks. And now, your host, Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I am your host, Brooke Says, and you are. I'm on the radio today with Colonel Jim. We're on AM860, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Remember to connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, email is info at Brook Talks America. So Facebook and Twitter are Brook Talks America. You can find it there. The website is brooktalksamerica.com. And if you would like to partner with the show, let me know. So, Jim, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of stuff going on. And apparently, you know, the <laughs> I just can't even really. I just want to, before we get into this, I just want to remind everybody who talks about being interested in criminal justice reform and criminal justice, if you don't, if you're not upset about what, and I've said this before, so I'm going to just repeat myself, if you're not upset about what they did with the President of the United States as candidate and then as President going after Donald Trump, using all of the apparatus of the deep state against him, and then what they've done to Flynn, what they've done to Papadopoulos and Roger Stone and all of them, but particularly the, the grotesque things that they've done to General Flynn, then you're nothing but a hypocrite. And I don't want to hear you talk about criminal justice because you don't actually care. You only care about selectively when it affects you. But remember what I said. They will come for you, too. So 
Just saying. Anyway, so Jim, go ahead and talk about the stuff that you were uh, talking about with uh, Judge Sullivan and everything about that. Well, in the uh, much-anticipated hearing on Friday, uh, a federal appeals court in Washington, D.C. heard the hearings or the arguments on General Mike Flynn's plea in order to uh, provide some type of direction back to Judge Sullivan in order to see if he would grant uh, the Justice Department motion to dismiss the case. Well, he wasn't really having any part of that, and what he did was basically kick the can down the road and uh, basically was saying that uh, uh, he's going to continue, despite having exculpatory evidence, despite having disclosures of uh, irregularities in the investigation, and, move, and any move to dismiss the case, he's going to essentially drag this out. And the real thing that everybody really needs to remember is, why does he want to drag it out? Nobody has talked about this. He wants to drag this out because he knows if General Flynn is freed and released from this, if the case is dropped, General Flynn joins the Trump 2020 campaign and is out there campaigning with Donald Trump. And we've all heard, watching the news in the last few weeks, Donald Trump is ready He's going to have his first rally on uh, the 20th of the month. and 19th. Or excuse me, the 19th yeah. of the month. But we're talking about maybe changing it to oh. the 20th. But they don't want General Flynn any part of that because when you hear General Flynn talk, he's going to reveal everything. That's going to be a big boost for Donald Trump. And let me, let me give you a little hint what we're hearing right now. Over 300,000 people have signed up for Donald Trump's next rally. Three. 100,000 people. We've had 100,000. We've had 120,000 sign up in past. 300,000 have signed up. Now, we know there's no uh, stadium or arena that can fit that, but the mere fact that there's 300,000, and I keep repeating that because that's a critical, critical number. No political event in America has ever seen 300,000 people sign up for it. And the Democrats' heads are exploding because that's sending a signal that everything they're doing, despite the uh, impeachment hearings, the investigations, the uh, COVID-19, and you know now, the, now this going on with the, uh, the protests, riots, and what have you in the streets, it's not working. People are signing up. They want to hear. They want to see Donald Trump. So that's a big impact, and that's what is key right now, just in the Flynn case. And uh, before you before you get into that, isn't it so funny? They were talking about social dust, just uh, social distancing, and you were like a. I mean, they painted us basically as criminals almost, and we didn't care about the country if we wanted to go out either without a mask or we wanted to open businesses. Isn't it funny how the social distance just evaporated like water on the summer day? Everybody is marching in the streets. There's no social distancing. And I'm not criticizing marching. Peaceful protest yeah, is of part course. of America. But to go into buildings and loot and destroy, you have to social distance when you go to the grocery store and you have to go up and down the aisles that are marked. That didn't happen in, in any of the looting situations. So the hypocrisy, once again, is there on the part of the, uh, the political left. And people need to pay attention to that more than anything. So then we had a situation this past week where uh, everybody saw the clip, everybody saw the great picture. I mean, what a phenomenal picture of Donald Trump walking to Lafayette Park. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be one of the greatest uh, political photos that has ever been taken, at least with regard to Trump. 
And when he did that, there's a little background of what happened there. And there was a lot of, a lot of uh, concerns by people that uh, Donald Trump used uh, riot police and used the military to clean, clear people out of uh, Lafayette Park. Understand, I don't care if it's George Bush, I don't care if it's Barack Obama, I don't care if it's Bill Clinton. When the President of the United States goes somewhere, prior to him arriving, the streets are cleared, uh, everything is checked out for the safety and security of the President. That happens. It's standard routine, you all know that. You go into a rally before people get there, the venue is cleared, it's checked out, bring in the canines, they do their job, the security folks do their job. It's just standard procedure. So to try to make a big deal about when the President of the United States wants to go to a park where there has been uh, demonstrations right across the street from the White House and wants to go from, go from there to see the church, St. John's Episcopal Church, that was, that was torched the night before, he did that. Now, here's the next piece of that that's really critical. All of a sudden, when he went there, he brings an entourage of people with him, and one of them was uh, General Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. General Milley was in a meeting in the Pentagon, and he gets the call that the president needs to see him at the White House. He rushes across uh, the Potomac over to from northern Virginia, where the Pentagon is, to the White House, goes to the meeting, and the president is ready to go walk to St. John's Episcopal Church through Lafayette Park. General Keene, knowing that because of the violent protests, and I say violent protests, not peaceful protests, um, there were U.S. National Guard troops that were were brought in to assist the the D.C. police, and he wanted to make sure he saw them in order to let them know that he they had his support. Well, as that was all transpiring, um, they were moved further from where the uh, from the park. And when General Milley got there, he realized that he was not going to be able to see those National Guard troops. And he has, and he talked about this, that he says he realized now he had transitioned from a situation where he should probably be there to one where he shouldn't. It was a political situation. And as a result, at the National War College in Washington, D.C., uh, two days ago, he made the comment that he shouldn't be there. However, the mainstream media, as they always do, turned it and spun it into an apology on his part. And that is not what happened. That is a total lie. He basically said, I was in a situation that transitioned and I shouldn't have been there. He didn't apologize. He acknowledged his error, but he was kind of in a situation where he couldn't get out. No big deal. He at least... uh, you know, realized he was in that situation and made his comment to uh, war college students that, uh, and turned it into an example and a lesson learned that we in the military, those of us who have served, there are times when we have to uh, uh, be careful so we don't get uh, the wrong the wrong impression. And not only that, the and like you say, see, he was in uniform, which is one of the reasons that they were giving him a hard time, right? Right. Um, and just so that you know, so we're heading to a break right now. I want to just say this is Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, with Colonel Jim. We are on AM860, The Answer, Salem Media Group, and we will be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up.
Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter at Talks America. Here's Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I am your host, Brooke Says. I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim. We are on AM860, The Answer on Salem Media Group. And just a reminder to connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, email, and uh, you can read the articles on Brook Talks America. And again, Jim's articles on AmericaOutloud.com. And again, if you like what you're hearing and you'd like to partner with the show and be a sponsor, let me know. So, Jim, as you were saying, uh, what's going on in Hillsborough right now and actually in the country, but definitely locally in Hillsborough in the state of Florida, what's going on? Okay. We've seen a lot of things going on, and there's a number of things that I was thinking about. And uh, as I was prepping for the show last night, uh, I was trying to put this into what I call, being a military person, the strategic perspective. And what is the driving factor behind the violence, uh, the reactions to uh, the unfortunate and really sad death of uh, George Floyd, and the outcome. And it's the outcome that is really important that we need to focus on. What caused that? And history is going to reveal, I'm sure, uh, some of the background with what happened and how uh, that took place, how his, how his death, uh, which was so unfortunate, took place. And I think there's a couple things to remember. We know that the political left is always ready and prepared to stage situations, to set in motion something, to create an impetus for uh, certain types of activity to happen. We see it time and time again, and it always comes out in the end, and we've seen that as we've seen in the last three years with with what's been going on with uh, President Trump. And so here's one thing that didn't get much attention. You know, those of us who focus politically on a, on a lot of issues was a poll that came out uh, about two weeks ago or so that said that black support for President Trump had reached uh, 40% or so. And I think that really uh, freaked the Democrats out, and it may have been a contributing And that happened factor. after Corn Pop's You Ain't Black comments, remember? Absolutely. And so <laughs> every time they see what is considered a positive or a success uh, for Donald Trump, they know they have to do something. Something has to be set in motion. Uh, and Suddenly, uh, they set something in motion, perhaps, and all hell broke loose. Um, I focus heavily in how I look at things from various different situations from around the world uh, where we see uh, insurgency start, civil war start, um, various types of conflicts. Uh, We call them asymmetric situations, and we kind of focus on and analyze and try to assess what's the root cause, both either being a political event uh, or a ultimate violent conflict. And there's uh, those two things have to be taken into context uh, as they emerge. And we look at the fundamental root causes and the impetuses that start that and that spark those reactions. And the reaction uh, in and of itself is what we, we tend to look at. And so we've seen these reactions. We've seen this situation go from uh, a black man being murdered and then peaceful protests, we saw some of those. Normally you would have peaceful protests, candlelight vigils, and of course there would be some rioting, but this turned into a whole nationwide situation. Remember when Rodney King uh, was killed 
It was a he, local. He wasn't killed, but he was. Uh, he he was, was beaten. I, I meant yeah. to say beaten. That's okay. It was in a. It was a local situation. There were a few others around. This has transpired into a nationwide, actually a worldwide. There's been. Yep. There's been uh, violent extremist activities, and that's what I want to focus on: is the violent extremist activities. And one of the things we use when we measure that, uh, and this sounds a little wonky, but it's important. You have to look at the impetus, the motive, the motivations, the tactics, techniques, and procedures, which we look at in the military. Couple that with ideology and methodology, and that gives you the truth. That tells you what really happened. So we've seen uh, what's transpired. We've seen cities destroyed. We've seen cities shut down. We are still feeling it. This is continuing. We've seen, as as you talked about earlier, who's behind a lot of it, who's funding it, George Soros, Tom Stiers. There is a The Democrat reason, National Committee. The Democrat National Hillary Committee. Hillary Clinton, exactly. for sure. Exactly. The same list of those Barack who Obama. always are behind these kind of events and these situations. They're involved totally in, in you know, the... the uh, the Mueller hearings and the investigations and the and the impeachment process and it, it just goes down and the Antifa list. and Black and, Lives Matter exactly, all of which it. is the the point that I uh, want to address where uh, I started to feel a lot of heat from my position on this I've made a uh, a post and I live in Hillsborough County and, uh, and which is the Tampa Florida area and I talked about uh, these kind of things what were what were the causes and what were the results? And I was pr- I was pretty raw and and upfront in saying that, but I never criticized the peaceful protests. I never criticized or dis- or addressed any particular group. I basically looked at here's the issues and here's what could happen and here's the key thing that we need to focus on: the police. There is a call nationally by various groups, the same ones we've talked about before. Uh, that the police need to be reformed, but their ref- their me- their reason or their justification for reform or defunded altogether is defunding or getting rid of the police altogether. And we've seen as as you talked about uh, the situation in this new, f- you know, country. Country. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. And you know, there's stories about rapes being through the roof and violence is going on and things like that. So this peace, love, you know utopian type society that the left is always talking about is is not there uh sorry to interrupt you jim but we're going to be taking a break and we'll be coming right back and you can follow up on that thought this is brook talks america i'm your host brook says here with colonel jim on am860 the answer more brook talks america coming up America with Brooke Says. Connect by email. Info at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim. And as I mentioned, we are on AM860, The Answer, Salem Media Group. If you have any questions, thoughts, or ideas, go to the Facebook page, Twitter, email me, uh, and go to the website to read the articles and see pre- and listen to previous podcasts. And also go check out Jim's articles on AmericaOutloud.com. So as you were saying, Jim, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. So locally in uh, Hillsborough County, uh, 
as the chairman of the Hillsborough County Republican Party, uh, on my personal Facebook page, I put out some comments about what we should be looking at, and I was addressing it from the standpoint of we've seen radical, violent extremists, very destructive activity, as everyone has watched, and I wanted to talk about that and say, this is what happens when you have a radical leftist, progressive, communist, as I use the word communist, type of government or particular, you know, or type of uh, groups that come out and start to do this. And, you know, the example is what we're seeing in Seattle where they have cordoned off a section of the city. They're imposing their own form of rule. And the other night I was watching a pretty interesting uh, show about it, and they talked about they're actually doing the same things that we do normally to keep the peace and to keep people safe and And they protected. have borders. Guess what the left finally believes in borders? They have borders around the new country of Chaz. And, and <laughs> I said, maybe Donald Trump should help fund the building of the wall so around funny. Chaz. Yeah. I mean, after all, that's what they did. Maybe they can get a little help from Donald Trump. Yeah. So, you know, we're watching that happen. But the real critical thing is when we know, and we've seen this in so many countries around the world, from Venezuela to Iran, if you are deemed the political opposition, and you talked about this uh, early in the show, they will come for you. And the, po- the points that I made is we've seen this. They will drag you from your home, and they will make an example of you, whether they beat you in front of your family. They did it in Haiti. They put tires around their neck and lit them on fire. They actually did that. That's, it's not and, rhetorical. And that's, ex- and that's exactly right. And that's the point that I'm trying to stress to Americans and, and to all our citizens. If you are a freedom-loving People, if you believe in the Constitution, if you believe in uh, the rule of law and lawful society, this is going to go away, and they will deem who they want. And so the hypocrisy there is just the opposite, except they are introducing uh, violent extremist activity, and that's what we have to focus on. They are not just singling you out by a party. They are singling you out, uh, and they're likely going to do something with you. I mean... They want prison reform, and we talk about that on the show. Will there be prison reform in their form of government? Which is no prisons. Which is no prisons. Or will there be prisons if you're a conservative, if you're a Christian, uh, if you're a Trump supporter? Well, Bernie supporters said we should go in gulags and re-education camps. Exactly. And, and so what are we going to see? What would this new form of government with this experimentation that we're seeing in the mystical city of Chaz, will that transpire across America? Will Minneapolis be next? Will New York City be next? Where will this be going? So that's my point on this, and that's what I want people to think about. And don't get hyped up and riled. Take it seriously, because that's the direction they're going. No, absolutely. And will Tampa be next? See? that's that. People need to understand, this is real. The, the media, the left-wing media, is not going to acknowledge the reality of what's going on. They've been lying to you for the last three, ever since, what, June 16th, I think it is, that Trump came down the escalator. They've been lying to you since then and lying to you years before that. They're not interested. It's all propaganda, which, which that's the mainstream media. And I don't know what's happening with Fox, but some of their people, the, the Murdoch boys, are trying to turn that into CNN light. So... 
you have to get your own research. There, you know, there's there's information out there. We have the internet. You just have to research. And pe- they expect that people are not going to do that. They're just going to spoon speed them, uh, spoon feed them the information, and they're not going to look any further. So this is real. It's fact. You've seen it with your own eyes. Don't believe the hype and believe what you're seeing. You know, we need three more hours, Jim. Thank you so much. With that information, you're listening to Brooke Talks America. I am your host, Brooke Says. We're on AM860, The Answer. Come back next week. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. By Twitter, at Talks America. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.